2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. We're doing things a little bit differently this year. Haven't been around this entire off-season, uh, but we're back. Uh, week one is finally here tonight. We got the Falcons, we got the Eagles. Super pumped. So I have my man, Joey. Joey, hey how, how do you pronounce your last name? Volpe or Volpe? Vul- you can say vulpe, Volpe. Volpe? V-O-L-P-E. Like I can say, say Volpe. Vulp. Like, Whatever you want. What do you I say? Know. How do you pronounce it? I say Volpe. You say Volpe? Yeah. Okay. Joey Volpe. Yeah. Uh, he runs an awesome Instagram account. Uh It's yes. called the fa- w- fantasy.analyst. Is that what it is? Fantasy.football.com. Dot analyst. All the other Fantasy dot football dot yeah. analyst. No, I mean, but that's what it is. I mean <laughs> if you go on his on his page, he does awesome player breakdowns and, and obviously in the season he's gonna put up put up a ton of content as well. So, you know, we live close to each other here in New Jersey and we got together a couple Garden weeks State. ago and we just hit it off. Yeah, for you sure. Know, now we're best friends. And, and uh, you know, we, we decided to do this podcast together. So I invited him to, to join the Upper Hand Fantasy podcast. And he was like, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely down to do that. So we're going to be doing this podcast together for the entire season. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, we'll try to bring as much value as we can throughout the season. And if you guys listened last year, you know that we d- like to do uh, starts, sits. We like to mention guys who, you know, you could, you could temper your expectations on. Um, you know, and, and guys who... Uh what was the other one? Oh, desperate starts too. That was yep. the other one. So like th- th- those are kind of like too. streamers, yep. QB streamers, tight end streamers, defensive streamers. We like to do all that uh on the Thursday Thursday and Friday before uh a given week. So we're going to continue to do that. Uh, Mondays we're going to I'm going to do I don't know if Joey's going to join me, but we'll do a uh, uh a Monday review, uh kind of going over all the games on Sunday, you know, kind of see what what happened uh, you know, around the league, you know, and how that how that affects our fantasy lineups. Uh we're also going to do a waiver wire show on Tuesdays. Uh, that should come out before you make your final decision for your waiver claim. So, Joey, let's let's get into it, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, dude. Like football is back.
0: Yes, football is <laughs> back. Falcons at the Eagles tonight. Um, it's could be should be a good matchup. We got Carson Wentz is going to be out. Uh, that's a lot of fantasy implications there. Yeah, Josh and Jeffrey's out. Uh, I think
1: – who was – Mack Hollins Mac is Collins out. Mack Hollins is out, too. He was,
0: kind of, he was going to be my sleeper star oh, yeah? kind of guy.
1: but he, um, oh, he looked good last preseason, like last yeah. year. Um, he, he was, was like, good last year. I
0: thought he was going to take on a bigger role this year. But someone else actually came into fruition. uh Shelton Gibson.
1: Oh, really? He, on the I Eagles? He, yeah. He, really?
0: I think pretty sure he led all receivers in yards for a preseason. Oh, really? Um, he made the roster. I'm not sure if he's lined up behind Mike Wallace. I think he is. But –
1: he could have a big game. he could that's have an impact that's interesting so, well it'll be interesting to see if he if he gets some run tonight yeah um you know because you do have mike wallace on the outside you're going to have nelson aguilar yeah uh, for sure. but and and, and nelson is a guy obviously who is going to get a ton of opportunity and you can't forget about get. zach
0: zach ertz is the number one target on that team yep. so
1: yep for sure um and, and, and who is their other tight end that they have um, they was, d- drafted Dallas
0: Goddard d- Yeah, that, he, was he, actually, he was my favorite tight end yeah. Coming into the draft right. Very athletic, he's great all around tight end And he's a big dude, he could be he a red a zone dude. target for them And he was the Eagles' first pick of the draft right. They didn't have a first round pick yep. They actually traded back But he's been doing great in preseason as well Eagles are known to do two tight end sets uh, Before Zach Ertz had his breakout year Last year, it was between him and Brent Selleck right. for a while so we could definitely see Dallas Goddard having some minimal value. I wouldn't. I, I don't want to jump too much on Dallas Goddard. Sure, but um, but he, he's he's he an he's, dynasty stash. Yeah, definitely. he's
1: someone to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, if Zacherts were to ever go down, you of would course. know
0: who to pick up. You yeah, know, I if think that was it good.
1: was two or three weeks last year where
0: Zacherts was down. Trey Burton was a yeah. top ten tight end. Hundred percent. So definitely value there.
1: Yeah, and we know that Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz likes to target the, the middle of the field. Yes, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Zach Ertz, and so we, we, that, that we can see that continue to happen. Um, I think Nelson Aguilar did also, like, besides Zach Ertz, he led the team in targets from Nick Foles um, last season, so that's something that, you know, to keep an eye on as well, and he almost had as many yards as... as uh,
0: I think I think Jeffrey put up a goose egg when Nick Foles was quarterback. I'm not sure if I'm really? right on that, but I th- think he had a game where he just didn't do anything. It might wow. have been playoffs, but... Um...
2: Wasn't a
1: favorite target. (laughs) 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 All right, well, let's let's get into some news. Um, There's Le'Veon Bell situations on everybody's mind, especially guys who have Le'Veon on their teams. Um, And guys who have
0: James Conner as well.
1: Right, and hopefully if you have Le'Veon on your team, you draft uh, James Conner, or at least you picked him up before everybody else in your league. Um, Now, this whole situation is very interesting. Um, Le'Veon didn't show up. Today's Thursday. He's still not there. Um, you know, and it was really like about whether he was going to show up yesterday on Wednesday, and if he didn't, chances are that he wasn't going to play this week. Um, his agent did come on Sirius XM yesterday morning, and he mentioned that, you know, Le'Veon Bell, it's very possible that, so I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but you know, he basically said that Le'Veon is going to get here when he gets here. Um, and it's possible he didn't say this, but judging from what he said, it's very possible that Le'Veon. Sits out until week ten? Yeah, so it's the a possibility. thing the
0: thing for Le'Veon Bell is every week he misses, he misses about he loses out on about eight hundred thousand dollars. Which oh, I'd show up for that much. Um, i show up for that much. But so his agent kind of hinted at the fact that Le'Veon Bell wants to preserve his body for free agency. Um obviously he has to show up by week ten to be considered as a free agent yes. next season. He did also say that his choice of words is really important here because one of the things, things he said that was Le'Veon Bell is going to have the best statistical season yet. So the the reason that's so important is rather than saying total season, he Or said, just the best season. Or just the best season. And that could be in the last six games he could have the best stats— that he's had per on a per-game basis, but that doesn't necessarily mean the whole entire year. So I think he's kind of hinting at the fact that Le'Veon Bell wants to take time off the field, and he's already had some teammates come out. The whole offensive line just kind of bashed him after that. So we'll see how much they want to protect him when he gets back. <laughs> that's right, that's
1: right. And, and and right now, obviously, you know, James Conner this week is, is a pretty good start. You know, I would consider him a, an RB2. The thing is, we've seen these Steelers' backs uh, get a ton of work, yes. um, and, and they can be an every-down p- player. James Conner is very capable of being an every-down player. Um, there can be a couple of guys coming in, spelling for him here and there, uh, but you know we've seen the guy like D'Angelo Williams, who is not just a guy, right? He was talented. Yeah. He's a fir- he was a first-round He was a little talent. older, too, when he, he was, was He was older, he was a veteran, but he, he was very um, productive in that offense when Le'Veon was out. Um, and, and I don't think you can just plug and play into that offense, but James mm-hmm. Conner, he showed a ton this preseason. He's shown that he can catch the ball. He, he's shown that he's, he has really soft hands now. I mean, it, it's kind of, you know, he, he's definitely improved um, over one season. Yeah, you, we saw you, him watch, last preseason you play behind like,
0: Le'Veon. You watch Le'Veon catch balls for a year. Exactly. And, and <laughs> Start and to you to learn something. Yeah, and
1: you see the work ethic that this guy like Le'Veon has and a guy like Antonio Brown has, and it's a good shot that if you do the same thing, you, you will improve. Um, so he's a guy that obviously – You know, you're not putting him in that RB1 conversation. Obviously, he has RB1 upside because of the offense that he's on. Um, But, you know, all those targets, all those touches that Le'Veon usually gets, which is close to 30, potentially, a game. um, All that isn't going to go Connor's way. But I do see a path to him getting 20-plus touches in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, Le'Veon saw over 320 carries last year. He had, I have the numbers here, 106 targets. He caught 85 passes. He was... He was over 400 touches last year, and that's a lot for a running back. So you have to imagine that if a guy like that's out of the game, there's going to be a lot of room to fill. And Connor has potential to take most, if not all, of that work. So I do think he has RB2 upside, maybe even RB1 upside. Maybe he could be considered an RB1. But we, it's kind of a thing we have to see him play. Yeah, we it depends on how much passing work he gets. Exactly, too.
1: if he gets a ton, he's gonna to be an RB one in PPR. Yeah,
0: because I do like the Steelers' offensive line as well. Sure. So, exactly. there's definitely a lot of potential for James Conner. Exactly. Um, I, I have a feeling we're gonna see him more than one week. I don't, I don't think Lovey Bell is gonna come back right away because if you gotta think about like if he's trying to preserve his body, right? He's trying to get ready for free agency. What's one game gonna do? Right, right. I, I totally agree. So and, and the
1: only thing that it would be is you know, proving a point, but that doesn't really accomplish anything. You've already proved your
0: point by not showing up to camp. There's so. nothing
1: that else that can happen here. Exactly. I mean, it's the franchise tender. They mm-hmm. cannot extend him because that deadline has passed. Yes. So that's not a possibility either. So now what's the most practical solution for you? And that solution is to have as less wear and tear on your body as possible so that when teams offer you your contract, that is a leveraging item for you to say, like, hey, I only had 175 carries last year. I'm good. Yeah, he's fresh. He's fresh. fresh. he's fresh. He's ready So, you know, that's going to be something that he uses to his advantage. And I don't blame him for that. I mean, what sucks is that, like, I wish we knew about this before mm-hmm. everyone's drafted. Yeah. <laughs> right? That That's obviously... But, you know, we knew that this... Um, this was a possibility i mean this was just because he tweeted and said that you know he's gonna try to have his best season ever it doesn't mean that he's playing all the games i mean we, we i don't think we should have took that as gospel and i didn't i mm-hmm. i just wanted to i i always knew that there was a possibility that something like this can happen which is why you know maybe you don't pick him first overall or yeah. you know second overall third overall I and mean, he has a little bit of risk but I, I totally understand. Now, now, what do you do? Okay, let's wrap this up. So what do you do? So if you own Le'Veon right now, mm-hmm. um, what do you do? Can you just sit so, tight? I, and now I'm assuming that you don't have James Conner. If you have James Conner, it's an, it's an easy decision. Yeah, you, you keep, keep Levy on your, you bend, don't, you on your don't bench. Move either. You can play Conner if you need to, and so you keep him. Um, so what do you do if you don't have uh, Conner? Are you looking to so, you know c- c- kind of bat the farm a little bit and, and get another r- potential RB1 high in RB2? So
0: my advice for Le'Veon Bell right now is that you're not going to get his level of value if you try to trade him right now. Whatever you trade him for, people are going to view it as if he's missing 10 weeks, right? So every time I trade a player, I always assume the worst situation. So I had someone approach me about a trade for James Conner. I have James Conner. And they had... uh, said that oh Le'Veon bell is going to be back next week but you can't go with that assumption you have to assume you're going to get the best value out of a guy and you kind of have to assume that Le'Veon bell is not going to be back until week 10 it's a very good possibility if you have him you're not going to get good value i would keep him on your team he could still be a second half of the year player i mean that's when you have the fantasy championships that's when you're going to need him um, even if he's here for six games it could be six games that he helps you win weeks 14, 14 15, 15 and 16, 16 he'll be exactly he <laughs> he will he has <laughs> to <laughs> now there is a question as if if he comes back are the Steelers going to limit his touches are they going to reduce the amount of touches he gets because he spent so much time off the field i, I mean last I, year i when personally can't team,
1: imagine that they do maybe the first or second uh-huh. game that would be week 10 and 11 week 11 12 but
2: after, after that, he'll be, be full systems show. go. Yeah,
0: I mean, last year I think he had ten carries after his holdout. Right. And the first game he exactly. came back. So, um, no matter what, I've he's barring any injury that he sustains, which he he likely won't. He's been fre- he's fresh now. Right. So he will be there for the fantasy playoffs. He yeah. can still be a good value, and he can still help you win your league.
1: It's exactly. about getting to that point. And, and, and there's a rule, right? You sell high and you buy low. Yes. Right now, if you sell Levian, you're selling him low. And there's always that possibility of him coming back. Now, if your team is looking pretty good, you mm-hmm. have some expendable pieces, are you looking to buy Le'Veon? For the right price. For the right price. Because right now, at this point, today, yes. it's pretty risky, I would say. It is you, very if risky. If you're moving some legit pieces on your team. If, you, if you're, if you're moving, moving your RB1, starters, your RB2... Your RB2 it's, it's, it's Now risky. here's the
0: thing. If you let's say uh, what most people did in this year, they tried to go for three running backs early, right? So everybody has three starting running He's backs back for him. the most part. And, and if let's you say, move one of them for Le'Veon,
1: Lamar, let's say Lamar Miller's like the, yeah. the, that third running back, right? Yes. You move him and a guy like Marquise Goodwin. That's, That's something that, that maybe makes, yeah, it makes sense, but like chances are the Levion bell owner isn't going to accept a deal exactly like that. You, so you're going to have to like come in with a stronger deal and a stronger deal, to me, seems like it's, it would be pretty risky.
0: Yeah, he, he's definitely not worth anything more that will sacrifice something in your lineup. Like, you're not going to want to sell your RB1, no matter who that is, right. for Le'Veon Bell, because you're going to be at a handicap for exactly. those 10, potentially 10 weeks. Yeah. So it's, it's not worth the trade. If you can get him for the right price, I think he's definitely So I'll, I'll give an example of the trade that yes. I did
1: on Tuesday, okay. right? This was a couple of days ago. This was before this stuff heated up. But I saw a window. Right, of Levian Bell being cheap and people yeah. panicking. And I said, okay, you know what? Maybe he'll show up for week one. Maybe he'll show up for, for Wednesday, like Marquise Pouncey said. Um, I, so I gave up Melvin Gordon. And I gave up uh, Danny Amendola for, for the upgrade of Le'Veon. I, uh, I think I had, uh, yeah, so he would be my RB1. I had, I had some good depth on that team. Um, you know, a couple of guys that I'll be okay if Le'Veon doesn't play. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, this is my window. I can have Lev Bell um, as my RB1, but if, if that doesn't come through, I'll be okay. But at the same time, I'm, it's a huge risk. And right now, today, that looks like a bad trade um, if I were to do something like that today. Yeah. But I saw my window, and you know, I, I'd like to take risks here and there, and, and, and I went for it.
0: I'll, I'll wrap up the Levion Bell talk with uh, with this here. The If you're in an 8-team or a 10-team league, what you want to do is you want to get the best of every position. And chances are, if you're in a league like that, you can afford to sell your RB1 and be okay with enough depth for those weeks. So if you can get a top-tier player like Le'Veon Bell, then I think that's when I'd be more inclined to want to trade for him and try to give up what they're asking Without doing too much, right. because he is going to be likely out for a little and bit. the chances so. are you're going
1: to have that yeah. depth on your team.
0: Exactly. So it might be a better idea to trade for him in an 8 or 10-team league. If you're in a larger league, it's, you're going to be giving away too much and working at too much of a handicap to afford a guy like Le'Veon Bell. So,
2: Right.
1: Okay. I, I think, think we... we, we Strung that one to death. So yep. let's let's move Hammer on. Hammer on the nail. Let, let, let's go to um, let's go on to some news. So uh, Rashad Penny, uh, he was practicing in full yesterday. So we saw uh, Chris Carson split first team snaps in their preseason game together. Uh, Carson barely outsnapped him. I think it was like seven to five on the first team. Um, the matchup is not great for Carson anyway. Um, they're yeah, in not Denver. At all. Um, so, you know, it makes him even harder to start with Penny potentially having a role here. So I'm kind of staying away from that. For what it's worth, he's a starting running back. So depending on who else you're looking at, he of may course. be better than him. But if you yeah. can, if obviously him, he's he has not someone I'm looking to start. Obviously, he has, you know, a chance to get on the goal line and he's going to be the yeah. guy. Um, okay, so uh, Doug Baldwin, he's practicing in full. You know, if you had any concern about whether he was healthy because of that knee, uh, he looks like he's good to go um I, you know i'm not really c- concerned about his knee so much but chris harris defending him in the slot um you know so a guy like tyler lockett can definitely benefit in this scenario we can you know we can get into that in a, in a little bit once you just got about paid he got paid man got paid they like him um saquon barkley his hamstring issue seems to be behind him he's practicing in full so he's good to go uh sony michelle He's limited in practice right now. No word on whether he's going to play and to me right now. It doesn't look like it, but Rex Burkhead is practicing in full. Um, I think these few weeks without Michelle in the lineups will prove well for Burkhead. Um, but there there are kind of too many guys in that backfield right now who can get touches. Yeah, and when, when you bring that up, it's funny because there's a guy in there that
0: not anyone's talking about. Jeremy Hill? Jeremy Hill. Yeah. And the assumption over the offseason was once the Patriots signed him, was that he was going to compete for a starting position next to Rex Burkhead, and James White? But then Sony Michelle gets drafted, and everybody kind of stuffs him in the back of the depth chart. But you have to realize when Jeremy Hill is great on the goal line, right? He's gonna, he could be that goal line back.
1: I remember Patriots like versatile players. Exactly, he can, he can catch
0: the ball too. They could have five different guys with five different skill sets, exactly. and they're going to play all of them.
1: Remember, my, they had a the Patriots had a plan for Mike Gillislee last year. That plan didn't work because he wasn't that good on their because team. Because he
0: fumbled every time. Every time a Patriots player, running back, fumbles, they're done. It's over. It's um, over.
1: And Jeremy Hill competed, competed with him this, this summer, and he 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 beat him yes. in, in the competition. So there's a role there for Jeremy Hill, and I think if he succeeds in that role, he can get more touches as the season goes on. So you know he's somebody that could be somebody you be looking at the waiver wire next week. Uh, after he scores two touchdowns this week. I, I uh, feel on, like no Jeremy Hill
0: is going to be the Mike gillis of last year. He's going to be an overreaction. Right. Um, he's going to be a way Well, did Mike gillis
1: score two touchdowns, two touchdowns in the opener or one four? Three. T- he scored
0: three. He scored three, I believe, and then he scored one or two the week after. Oh, wow. I think it was maybe just one week after, but I think he was like three touchdowns the first week. Well, the good thing is that
1: Jeremy Hill's still a young young player. Like he's still I think twenty six years old or something like that. Yeah, he's still very young. He he had success with the Bills Bills, Bengals. Yeah, but he has
0: some injury issues as well.
1: Well, well, okay, okay so um, and it's funny because Gilsey got released, picked up by, by New Orleans, or, and then New Orleans or, or, dropped. Uh, they uh, drop Boston they dropped Boston Scott. They dropped Boston Scott. So like, okay, we, I guess he's their number. We one were all pretty
0: set on Jonathan
1: Williams being right. the number two exactly. guy. Then he's cut. We got Boston Scott coming in. He's cut. Yeah. Mike Gilsey. That's who they look at. They the really like him. So interesting. Yep. All right. So uh, Marlon Mack. Uh, he, he wasn't practicing he wasn't yesterday, practicing yesterday wasn't but today he practiced, right? Yeah. Notification popped up.
0: Notification popped up as we walked in here. Uh, Marlon Mack was practicing for the first time since August today. Let's see. Still a a long shot to play. I would temper expectations if he did. Yeah, if he did, obviously,
1: you know. But Jordan Wilkins is still the favorite to start right now. But uh, if if Mack doesn't play, which I don't think he will, uh, Jordan Wilkins, uh, you know, he has – a Decent three down skill set. Um, Naheem Hines might come in on third downs. We haven't really seen what they were going to do with Naheem Hines in the preseason. Um, he played a different role in the preseason than I think he will. Yeah, then he will. And, and they'll give him a lot of carries. Like, that's not his role. Yeah, that's not going to be. That's not how they're going to use him. I think they're kind of saving him, like how the Bears did Tyreek Hill last year. Um, Tariq Cohen. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. sorry about that. Yeah, and you know, and this, this is, is Jordan Wilkins, Wilkins' chance. You know, if he does well. I mean, I can't imagine him doing well uh, with that, that offensive line. look terrible. Just Quentin uh, Nelson. That's all he needs. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in the, <laughs> I mean, in the preseason, they could not run the ball. They yeah, no, at all. They just
0: could not run the ball. The offense and defense just did not look good as a whole. Yeah. The Colts are not looking good. Um,
2: I, I'm guessing his – I mean, good.
1: Andrew Luck looked okay. Yeah, you know, he, he, looked, he looked good and he looked like – what I thought Angeluk would look like, mm-hmm. um, but I am guessing that if Jordan Wilkins, if you're in a PPR league, I think he's a better start because I think his production in the passing game will save you. Um, but it's possible he has a shot of challenging Mac for the job if he does well. The thing is that Mac seems set as a starter right now, um, but let's see how much he actually. Uh, let's see how much time Mac actually misses. So I mean, these soft in- tissue injuries can linger, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Okay, yes, yes. let's get into our start and sits uh, for the week. i uh, going to go over guys who have favorable matchups this, this week, uh, guys who I think we should sit, guys um, who are desperate starts, you know, little, like deeper guys or, guys or guys, you know, you might not you might have lost uh, a guy or two before the season started. You draft a long time ago and you need somebody to start this week. And a couple guys you need to temper your expectations on who you're probably still going to start anyway. So I'm going to get started. Uh, by the way, Guys you were start, starting start all your stress, studs. Like you if you drafted them in yes. the first four rounds or something like that, you're probably starting them. Every time I get a
0: message on Instagram, should I start Todd Gurley? Yeah. Or yeah. should I start Melvin Gordon? Please I don't do. like his matchup. He drafted him that early for a reason. Please do. Those are guys you're starting every single yeah. week, no matter the case. Right. And
1: and, and, and don't look, look at these sexy sleepers, sleepers and then like think you should start them over like, like legitimate. legitimate guys who were yeah, number think, ones on their team. I did
0: get a, a message on the live stream. It was like, should you start James Conner or Devontae Freeman? Right. And it's I like,
1: mean, that's, that's okay. okay. That's, that's a little, little bit, bit... That's a little better. But but I had a post yesterday about John Ross. Yes. And I said, like, hey, John, like, you know, John Ross can potentially do well against this indie secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would get questions like, should I start Doug Baldwin or John Ross? I'm like, listen, John Baldwin's a tough matchup this week, but start Doug Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people seem to be scared... Yeah, a lot of well, people are Scared of uh, Doug Baldwin this week. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's get started. Alan Robinson. Uh, he was drafted probably in the fifth round, not the fourth, but uh, in, in PPR drafts. But, but mm-hmm. so these these Packers, the, you know, the, the secondary. They have some young, promising rookies. Some young guys. Um, uh, yeah, y- y- young, young up and coming secondary in general, yeah, but know, gonna f- you going gonna—you would figure the Packers—they're uh, gonna come out to potentially a big lead in Lambeau. Yeah. Um, you, you know, know we, we saw absolutely nothing when it came to this Bears offense this preseason, so they're kind of a question mark. Uh, but you know, in that preseason game that we did see Allen Robinson, he did move around the formation, which is nice. He—he mm-hmm. uh, he, he was at the X. He was in the slot, and in Nagy, he knows how to find space for his receivers, um, especially his number one. So. You know, with, with that, that negative game, game script, I think, I think Robinson, Robinson can see close, can see close to 10, ten targets potentially this game. So, so of course, you're starting Trey Burton if you drafted him, him. But I think the there are a lot of chances and a lot, a lot of um, choices at wide receiver, receiver too that people, people are trying to make this week. Mm-hmm. And I think, think Al Robinson has been, been a lot in people's question because they, they just don't know how he's, he's going to be used. They haven't seen that ten-target game from you know, and he's their number one. But they have other weapons there. Yes. So, so what do you think about Al Robinson this week?
0: I think. Like you, what you said before, we could see the Packers getting a big lead early on. We could see garbage time. You know, we all remember garbage time with Blake Bortles. We could see that this week. And I think it's actually going to be a closer game than people think. Um, but we know what Allen Robinson's capable of. We've seen him at his best. I think it was 2015. Yeah, He had that incredible season. Uh, and that was with Blake Bortles. Right. So you have to imagine Mr. Trubisky is an upgrade. And even... In 2015, he had Alan Hearns competing with him, who also right. hit over a 1,000 yards exactly. that season. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for Alan Robinson if we're getting the Alan Robinson
1: we know right. and love, and, and which plus, I think like, there's prob- a good chance we are. You're probably starting him as your wide receiver 2 yeah. or 3. You drafted so, him as your wide receiver 2. Exactly. The and, matchup and,
0: and, doesn't scare me at no. all. So and, definitely so, and he
1: has that upside. upside. I love... Like Corey, like Corey Davis, Davis for example. example. Yeah. Like, like I, love I love him as my, like my wide receiver three because, because he has upside, upside, right? Like that's, that's that's kind of what you're yeah, looking at. Yeah, if you at. can get Corey Davis as your wide receiver three, that's really good. Yeah, he yeah. really is. So um uh, so, so uh, then the next, next thing I want to talk, talk about, about was right. Randall Cobb. I just feel like this dude is so disrespected this year. And he is, right? you got Jordy right. Nelson gone. gone. Aaron Rodgers, he already has a rapport with Cobb. I understand I that he has injury issues, but I got this dude in the eighth round the other day You know, he's a second option in the passing game, is he not? I mean, behind Adams right now, he's a second option. I mean, we've We've seen Rodgers make even three wide receivers relevant at a time for different periods in the season. So I I just don't get it. I mean, so either way, I think Cobb draws a good matchup this week against the Bears. Um, Bryce Callahan, he's a decent nickel corner. uh, But the Bears in general, they were pretty generous to receivers lining up in the slot last year. They're a new team. Yeah. They're a new team. Yeah, exactly. And and I can see Cobb having a good game, especially in PPR. He has touchdown upside for sure with Aaron Rodgers. Um, And with Rodgers last year, he was averaging 13 PPR points a game and eight targets uh, with Rodgers. And I think in a PPR setting, that's great.
0: I think a lot of it, too, is that people – hear the news of him being on the trading block possibly being cut I think even before that though I mean
1: this even moved his value down like I, I I'm I'm in 100% agreement with that too yeah I was avoiding him once I heard the two or three times this offseason that he was going to get traded I'm like you know what I only like him here on, on the Packers so I'm not going to chase after him but in the eighth round I'll do it. Well, I think one of the biggest reasons that there was all that talk
0: about Cobb was because the Packers really wanted to make a move on Khalil Mack. Right? They're a team that could really use a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little short on cap, so if you have to, if you're trying to trade for a guy like Khalil Mack, you need to sell one of sure. your higher cap players and Randall Cobb. Too to bad nobody wants to pay for Randall Cobb. <laughs> exactly. So I, that's that's where it comes in, where he was going to be cut or traded. They didn't end up getting Khalil Mack. And whether he's cut or traded isn't Aaron Rodgers' choice. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like Aaron he's Rodgers, gonna, he's going to be on the field. Exactly.
1: Hopefully, hopefully he stays on the field. I mean, he's yeah. definitely injury prone, and that's another knock on on Randall Cobb. He had that ankle, a foot. Injury earlier So And I think he had Off-season surgery He had too. a cast on it Or a, a walking He team. had a walking boot Yeah For a good he had part of the off-season
0: Finally um, got it off Not too long ago Right but.
1: Exactly So you know I mean he, He's a great start this week I know he. A lot of people Have been sending me Their lineups And he's on people's benches And I'm like yeah. Hey like You might want to start him Over whoever This guy is in your flex You know Yeah. Um. Okay So the next guy Cooper Cup now, this is really dependent on whether Dominic Rogers camardi gets a start for the Raiders in the, in the nickel. Um, he, he just got signed recently. Um, so, you know, he'll eventually be their nickel corner, but he's still learning the playbook. In the meantime, old man Leon Hall is manning the nickel for the Raiders, <laughs> and that means it can be Cooper Cup time this week. Um, you know, I, this guy is on the up-and-coming. Um, he's a nerd when it comes to football. That's all he wants to do. He's best friends. With Jared Goff, um, and I think this is a week that they can really take advantage of this matchup. Um, they haven't shown anything in the preseason, none of their starters played. Um, and then you
0: take Khalil Mack out of the occasion, and and that defense just
1: I just feel like they're going to like just explode in week one, even though they're going to the Raiders (laughs) in double check on that (laughs) not too far. From where they are already in LA, <laughs> but that's uh, why the game is ten o'clock at night. Right. Well, we're in New Jersey, exactly. so that's Eastern time. Exactly, but uh exactly. so The so game yeah, is very late. I, I really think that he could take advantage of that. I think um, there are a couple of good matchups on the outside as well. But but Cooper Cup uh, has a has a good shot. I think in PPR leagues, it is at the black hole. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. So uh, I think PPR leagues is preferred, but Cooper Cup was third in uh touched. In, I'm sorry, in red zone targets last season overall. Uh, so I think if he comes down with a couple more of those touchdowns, I think even in standard he's a play.
0: I think this is a all Rams go kind of week. Exactly. This is a I'm starting Brandon Jared Cooks. Goff everywhere. Yeah. So Jared Goff, great start. You got Cooper Cut in the slot. You got Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks who will likely be able to get some points yep. <laughs> throughout the day. Todd Gurley as always you're gonna start him. Well, Gerald you know, Everett, nobody cares. I mean, so um, on, so.
1: on the outside, they have Garyon Conley, who's kind of on the, on the up-and-coming. Uh-huh. Rashawn, Rashawn Melvin, you know, he did okay in Indy last year. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're a little bit sneaky on the outside, um, which is why I, I kind of went with uh, Cooper Cup this uh-huh. week, just because of that weak link. But we'll see if DRC plays. It doesn't look like at this point he's going to get the start, though. Yeah, um, looking good for the Rams. I think so. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, another one. He's in a great spot tonight. No Alshon Jeffrey, no Mac Collins. Brian Poole, he's still in the nickel. He's a good player, but the Falcons as a team gave up the third most fantasy points to slot wide receivers last year. And, he, and they ended the season horribly. They allowed the the most fantasy points to slot receivers over the last four games. So he can have a big game tonight. I wouldn't put too much stock into that divisional playoff game that mm-hmm. ended 15-10. Uh, you know those games are played a little bit differently. You know they kind of have a lot of tape on each other, so that they, they did a yep. really good job against each other that year. Um, you know their first playoff game for. Both I find teams, a lot but, of times yeah.
0: that week one is where the guys' teams aren't prepared for a step up. Last year we saw Kenny Gall that he had the big game. Right. People teams were not prepared for Kenny Gall because they had not seen him play in a game. Uh, Tariq Cohen they have not seen Tariq Cohen in a game, so he had a great week. Another guy. I brought up earlier, Shelton Gibson. Nobody's prepared for Shelton Gibson. Mac Hollins is out. You might have Wallace and Gibson starting on the outside. So there could be value there. I mean, he's not someone I'm picking up off the bench in a 12-team and throwing into my starting lineup right now. But if you're in a tight spot and you're looking for a potential big game, or even in DFS, if you're looking for a sleeper, or a really, really cheap option, you can go for a guy like Shelton Gibson and hope for the best. I mean do not like
1: be prepared for it. I like that. So if you're playing like DFS.
0: Everyone, in this video, I'm going to show What you to is going
1: up. on here? <laughs> USB microphone oh, so we had problems earlier. Yeah, we had a lot of microphone issues. And then the YouTube got, video just popped up. I got up. here at
2: <laughs> 11
0: o'clock. We just started recording around 2. Uh, we got some pizza. It was a really good pizza. Really? But we had to look up some information about the microphones, go for new wire. But I think we're good now. But
1: That's we're good. Great. Um, So the next thing I want to talk about was Jamison Crowder. <laughs> Um, the Honey Badger has gone. Uh, he's not in Arizona anymore. Yes. Uh, Jamar Taylor is going to be the guy in the nickel for the Cardinals. I'm not worried about that matchup at all. Mm-hmm. Crowder has a chance to be Alex Smith's number one guy. Um, you know, Jordan Reed's there, obviously, too. But I wouldn't hesitate to start him in PPR leagues this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a good matchup. And um, we, don't, we don't exactly believe in Doxon or Richardson has potential, but... We haven't seen anything out of those guys, and Crowder's kind of been the consistent link in that chain that's still in Washington. So I do like Crowder this week, and he has a chance to, like you said, be the number one receiver. Wouldn't be surprised if he hit over 1,000 yards
1: this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be either. Um, you, you wanted to talk about James White too, right?
0: Yes, so one guy wanted to bring up James White. We're all looking at Patriots backfield. It's a mess. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. But one thing that really goes unnoticed a lot is James White's involvement last year. If I could pull up the correct numbers last year, he actually... I think it was over 500 receiving yards he had that kind of went unnoticed. Let's see. James White... Yeah, so he had 400, 429 receiving yards for a three-man committee. That's pretty good. And then some, uh, some stats came to fruition about how... The Patriots operate with Edelman and Amendola out of the picture, right? Because you don't. The Patriots have three wide receivers on their roster right now. Four, I think they just added Chad Hansen from the Jets.
1: But Chad Hansen sounds like somebody they would add. Yeah, and who would you
0: former second for former second round talent. Right. They can turn them into starter. So Seven. these are the running back stats with Edelman and Amendola in the lineup in over 45 games. Running backs saw eight targets per game six receptions per game, 52 yards, and uh, 0.4 touchdowns. So, not, not too good. Now, you take three games without Edelman and Amendola in the lineup. You have over 11 targets per game, 10 catches per game, 95 yards per game, and a touchdown per game. There you go. So, you're seeing double, almost double in a lot of the categories here as far as the running back production and James White specifically. James White had big weeks last year. A lot of that was when... Amendola was out as well as Edelman was out the whole season so James White is a sneaky start this week especially in PPR he's someone I'm trying to start I'm actually using him in DFS so I have a lot of faith in him at least for the beginning because we're going to see Edelman out for those first couple games Brady wants someone to throw over the middle you have a Texans pass rush pass rush that's been elevated now with J.J. Watt back and a whole healthy team in general He's going to be under pressure a lot with the loss of Isaiah Wynn, you no know, Nate Solder. You see a lot of check downs and a lot of passing to the running back. So I think James White is going to have a really
1: good game this week. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot, actually, because a lot of people looking for, need running back death. Yes. And he's somebody that you can pick up potentially off the waiver wire and play. Um, exactly. If you're worried about game script for a lot of these early down backs, I think the Tennessee Titans are going. They're going to Miami. Yes. Um. I think that's a, a good game to target. Uh. For both Derrick Henry and Dion Lewis. Um. Miami was not good in allowing fantasy points to. Well, it was good for us when we started against, our running backs against them. Yeah. Um. They were bottom ten in the league. Um. For allowing fantasy points to running no backs more last soon. year. Uh, Adam is gone. Um. And even at that point they were allowing that much so with him gone, exactly. it's going to be even worse um they were the fifth worst in rush defense last year dvoa according to football outsiders uh i don't think this game script is going to be too bad i mean the i think the dolphins are are favored by like a point and a half or something like that hmm. or, or it could be the other way around I, who's that who's at home dolphins are at home right yeah so the titans are favored by a point and a half um in that game, so it's gonna be a close game. I wouldn't expect the game script to be out of hand. So Derrick Henry should continue to be involved throughout the fourth quarter. Um, Dion Lewis is game script proof. The game script doesn't matter for him because he's involved on every down. And if it gets uh, out of hand, then he's gonna be on the field uh, in those passing situations. So uh, I think he's a perfect play in PPR formats. Uh, yeah, Derrick Henry's definitely a good start this week for sure. Okay. Um, was Now, I'm looking at other potential game scripts. Um, like, for example, uh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans is going to be uh, favored heavily. They're favored by nine and a half points yeah. at home. Um, can't, so can't see
0: Fitzmagic getting
1: it done. What do you think about um, a guy? Uh, <laughs> Gilleslie and Kamara? No, 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 no. I'm thinking about the Bucks' backfield right now. Ronald can't. Jones. No. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. So, what do you think right. about Peyton Barber this week? Do you think that he could stay involved? Uh, do you think that they would have someone like Jaquiz Rodgers coming in passing situations if this game gets out of hand? Well, the way I see it is that. Are he, you starting Peyton, Peyton Barber this week, is what I'm saying?
0: If I have to. Yeah. You well, see someone, someone
1: like a low end RB2,
0: high end RB3 type of thing? I would I would put him as an RB3 just because we don't know what that backfield is going to be like. Peyton Barber looked good in preseason, but what does that account for? They still have a very weak offensive line. It's going to be a negative game script the whole way through. Um, it boils down to if he's going to be involved in the passing game. But they have so many other offensive weapons that I don't even know if his involvement would be enough to merit a start. Like you have... Two tight ends. You have Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin now lining up on the outside. You got Deshaun Jackson in the slot.
1: But but, but the one way the Bucks are going to win in this game mm-hmm. is probably by controlling the game clock, right? Controlling possession. Yeah. Um, and trying to run down their throat. Um, obviously, the the game plan can get out of hand if the Saints start scoring a lot of points. But do you think that's how the Bucks try to attack this um, and run? Peyton Barber as much as they can in the first half. Well, for me, I'm I'm thinking
0: about... You're saying that the way the Bucks beat the Saints is if they run through Peyton Barber. If and they run the ball. If they run the ball. So, that worries me. <laughs> that worries me if I'm a Buccaneers fan, that we're, we're having the offense run through Peyton Barber. And I agree with you. I think that you kind of need to do something different. You need to keep Saints honest, because if you're passing the whole game, then... They're gonna figure it out. Obviously, I mean,
1: and and their secondary is also good. The Saints, yes. the Saints are way better in their pass defense. Yes, ac- compared to the rush defense last year.
0: Yeah, so there is potential for him to get it done on the ground. I'm still not too much of a fan. Um, I was never a big Peyton Barber believer, but Ronald Jones has really made me forced
1: everybody to become right. a Peyton Barber believer. I, I do like certain metrics when it Mm -hmm. comes to Peyton Barber like yards after contact per attempt and stuff like that last year he's always gaining yards and because of that it's more about less about those numbers but more about the fact that his coaches like those numbers. Yes. Um, and the coaches like the fact that he finishes plays and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And Rojo isn't anywhere near that. I think he's listed as their third running back, right? Rojo now, had, so. let's see, twenty-eight
0: carries for twenty-two yards. Something like that. So, so. it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Rough okay, rough start for okay a road, that's yeah. a good that's
1: a good little uh, synopsis on that game. Um in Baltimore, uh, you know, you got Alex Collins who is a one dimensional uh, player, you know he's not really involved in the passing game, but they're in Baltimore. They're favored by more than a touchdown. They're going against the Buffalo Bills, going against
0: Nathan Peterman. So
1: you can imagine that Buffalo—I mean that Baltimore—is going to be in the lead most of the game, or at least in, you know, in, in arm's distance, you know, from the lead. And Alice Collins is going to be involved throughout this entire game.
0: Yeah, there's there's no question there. They're going to get a lead early on. Um, the Bills really don't have a great run defense right now. Right. They traded Marcel Darius last year, who was. The one piece that could really hold on to that run defense, but um, they're going to have a positive game script the whole way through. The defense is going to keep the offense on the field. So Collins is going to run the ball a lot. Yeah.
1: And uh, what do you think? I'm looking at these other game scripts like Chicago or Green Bay. Uh, You know, Green Bay is um, their favorite by more than a touchdown Mm -hmm. in Green Bay. What do you think about Jordan Howard? Obviously, not sitting Jordan Howard. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not sitting Jordan Howard. But you got to temper expectations a little bit, don't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, we his involvement in the passing game is something that I kind of have to see to believe. Right. So we went the whole especially when you have Tariq Cohen. Exactly. So we go the whole off season believing that Tariq Cohen's going to be the third down guy, and then a week or two ago, they come out and say, uh, Matt Nagy says that we want to keep Jordan Howard on the field for third downs. He's been practicing
1: his pass catching. But we we don't know yeah. if that's true. We we, we also mean, we and, see it. and we have to kinda of dissect that a little bit too. Exactly. Jordan Howard can stay on the field in third down.
0: But pass protect, but it could but, even be Tariq Cohen also lining up in two running back sets and, and getting the word.
1: Exactly. And also uh in hurry up situations. Yeah. It's not gonna be Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be Tariq Cohen in hurry up situations, right? I mean, if 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 it's the fourth quarter, six minutes left um, and they need they're down by two touchdowns. Three Collins probably going to be on the field. Yeah, they're not going to be running
0: it with Jordan. Jordan
1: Howard, Howard is going to be he can be in there to pass protect this and that, but because he's he's very good at that, uh, and he's worth being on third down because mm-hmm. of it, it. As long as they have other playmakers on the field, I think Nagy saying that was really more to get defenses
0: from stopping uh, stacking the box. Right. So if you're obviously if you're in an obvious passing situation, teams aren't going to think you're going to run it for the hell of it. So they're going to keep. Cohen in the game, because it's no secret that they're passing. Um, early on in the game, I think we're going to see a lot more Howard. But as the game goes on, Cohen's probably going to come
1: in and take a lot of the passing situations. What do you think of a guy like Marshawn Lynch? Th- this line is interesting. Marshawn. They're in Oakland. Uh, the Rams are – this is the highest scoring game. No, I'm sorry. The second highest scoring game as far as Vegas Can I guess? It. Can I guess what the first one is? Sure.
0: I'm going to say Chargers and Chiefs. Close. Close? They're the f- – Third highest. Oof. That's gonna be it. No, they're, the, very four, they're the fourth highest.
1: Really? The second highest is New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With, 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 seems... with New Orleans scoring forty and Tampa Bay scoring nine. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and then the second highest is Indianapolis and Cincinnati as a close game as well. I see that. I can yeah. see that. I but mean, there's but... no defense on either side. Uh, and then you have, and then you have, uh, and then you have this game. So they're forty nine, forty nine and a half is the total. Rams are only favored by four points in this game. Which is That's very, a little it's surprising. It's a little surprising to me too. You would think that they'll be they'll be favored by uh, probably around a touchdown or so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't. If the Raiders are good this season, we're not going to see them go off to a strong start against this super team right. of a defense that the An- Angeles that Los Angeles has put together. Right, and, and
1: so and because of that, I wasn't feeling Lynch so much okay. this week because you got you got that strong. Defensive front on the you Rams. Have, you have Sue and Donald in the yeah. middle right now. And if the Rams get out to a lead, it's not gonna be Lynch who's on the field. Yeah. So th- I, that has me a little bit worried as but, well.
0: But now here's a question. Yeah. If Lynch isn't in the field,
1: who is in? Uh I think it's going to be um uh um not DeAndre Washington. Jalen Richard. Jalen no, Richard, yeah. He has
0: been the passing guy, but I mean they have Doug Martin beh- listed behind Marshawn Lynch. Yeah,
1: and, and I think they're going to share early down duties more than Marshawn uh-huh. Martin being the third down guy. I think Jalen Rashard is their pass catching guy. Uh, I mean, and we've seen that in the preseason. You know, mm-hmm. those guys have come off the field on third down, and Jalen Rashard has come in uh, for pass catching, and he's looked good too. So
0: now here's, here's a backup question. Sure, is Jalen Rasharder?
1: A desperation, sneaky, sneaky play? I don't think deep, so. Deep, play? I don't think so, because he had a similar role last year, mm-hmm. uh, and their defense was really bad. Yeah. And we didn't see anything from him last year either. Okay. He was just inconsistent. I don't think Derek Carr looked his way as often. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. For us. You know, they just don't target the running backs as much as we would like um, for us to consider him, I think. Uh, were there any other running backs that you wanted to talk about uh, as far as strong starts? I'm going to move on to Sitz then. Yeah, here, okay. you
0: start moving on to also. Okay. If I come so, two
1: guys, uh, two guys. So, so I'll start Ooh, with Chris Carson. Want to touch on Joe Mixon? Sure, sure. sure. Might as well. Go I mean,
0: as we said, the Colts don't have the best. You're probably start starting it. Joe Mixon.
1: Yeah, you most likely. You are starting Joe Mixon. But, but but I did see a lot of questions this week, though. Joe, Joe Mixon or Joe, Joe Mixon, Mixon, or, Mixon Joe or, you know.
0: Yeah, so I think um, the Joe Mixon hype train has kind of been more of a roller coaster than train. Um it was a lot of hype early on but then we kind of saw preseason go by and we didn't see a lot of things we liked we saw some bad we saw some good I remember a lot of us are going to remember that one catch and run he had where he kind of made a defender miss and went around him but if there's a game for us to see Joe Mixon succeed it's this game against Indianapolis this is probably going to be one of his better matchups this year and if there's a time to start him it's now
1: I I I 100% agree Uh, you know this is the perfect game mm-hmm. for his, for his week one. Yes. Because, because everyone who drafted Mixon definitely, definitely has second doubts. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> they, they're they not 100% sure about him. He had a, didn't have a good year last year, but they know he has the talent. Um, the offensive line didn't improve that much in the run game. They didn't look that good in the preseason, but – the Indianapolis defense looks looked terrible in the preseason, yeah. so this is a game that you can definitely see him uh, go off in both the run and pass game. So he's a hundred percent start this week. Okay, let's move on to guys. We're sitting. Uh, gonna start with Chris Carson. I mentioned him before. Going up, going up against Denver in Denver. Not, not my favorite. Like they, I think they had the opponent running. Okay, here we go. <laughs> running backs. Okay, running backs go forward. Opposing running backs. <laughs> <laughs> they averaged, I think, three three point three yards per carry against him last year, which is absolutely ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. a guy like Chris Carson, who c- could potentially share touches this week on even on early downs uh, with Rashad Penny if he plays, uh, that's not really a recipe for success. So, I'm not feeling him this week at all. He's a desperation play if you're looking for like you know a, a goal line touchdown or something like that. We know he's the guy there. Um, Sammy Watkins is a guy that I'm not trying to start this week. I'm not trying to test these Chargers corners, uh, you know, even with Jason Verrett out, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with Watkins not necessarily being Mahomes' favorite target right now. Um, You got Tyreek, you got Kelsey, you got Hunt. They're probably going to be preferred over Watkins, so I'm kind of staying away until I see more usage out of Watkins, on top of that, it's a bad matchup.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree with what you're saying there. Um, One of the games I'm looking at is the Giants and the Jaguars. Um, I'm not liking Keelan Cole's matchup right now. He's not someone I'm ready to throw into my starting lineup. Um, He's going to be facing a lot of Jackrabbit. I think you even said that before.
1: Yeah, DeRose Jenkins is...
0: It's going to be seeing him a lot, especially if he is the team's number one target. We don't know what the target share in Jacksonville is going to look like, and he's not someone I'm ready to start.
1: I'll say this. The guys on the outside most likely are going to be Keelan Cole, I'm sorry, Keelan Cole and Dante Moncrief.
0: That's who they have listed as their number one I really
1: YouTube. don't think Janoris Jenkins is going to care that much about Dante Moncrief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Keelan Cole is the more explosive, uh, more prototypical number one type of receiver that needs to be defended against. Moncrief mm-hmm. is going to catch his, you know, his his possession type of rece- you know receptions, and I'm not. I if I were the number one corner on the team, I wouldn't be worried about that. I would no. let Eli Apple take care of that.
0: Now, someone else I'm also worried about. Robbie Anderson. I'm worried about him, too. Darius Slay. You yep. have a rookie quarterback, the youngest quarterback to ever start a game, I think. Well, we, haven't seen, that if we haven't seen Darnold throw
1: downfield yet either. Exactly. And we, got, we were lucky last year because we know that, uh, you know, the thing with Robbie Anderson, I think all of his touchdowns last year were, I think, came with 20 yards plus or something like that. It was, it was a big percentage of it. Uh, came from. from I, I wouldn't be surprised. He averaged
0: fourteen point nine yards per catch. Right. Josh he McCown. Had, he, he had seventeen catches over twenty yards. Right. His long was sixty
1: nine. Yeah, yeah. So, so Josh, Josh McCown, he likes to chuck the ball downfield. So we got used to that. that. Um, so, so I wouldn't really be considering, considering starting Robbie Anderson this week. He's a hard he's set, set for me this week, especially with Darius yeah. Slay uh, projected to shadow him. Um, are we? Yeah.
0: Worried, are we? Are we worried at all about Jordy Nelson? Is Jordy Nelson kind of a middle of the road guy? Because I've been getting a lot of questions about him.
1: Is, the, he, is he a flex play? Well, the, the thing, thing is, this week it's tough, right? You got mm-hmm. Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib on the outside, yes. so that doesn't look like a recipe for success. Even Although, though, if, even if Jordy Nelson is what the Raiders say that he is, that he's still Jordy Nelson, whatever that means. Um, I don't think this is the week to kind of test that in your lineup. I'll wait to see what he does, and then, you know, maybe start him next week. But I, if he has a bad game, I wouldn't be too down on it, though, because it is a tough matchup. Okay. Um, any other guys that you're, you're, you have a hard sit on? Otherwise, I'll move on to guys that we should temper our expectations We just about. had an
0: update. Saints reports. Mike Triplett considers Meredith a – his role uncertain. Oh, that's good. That's good for Traquan smith huh? Yeah. I mean, he was – so Meredith was one of my sleepers uh, – earlier on and I was actually thinking about if he's worth throwing into a lineup against a great matchup against Tampa Bay Tampa, Tampa Bay right. but now it's not looking like so
1: and, and so I saw, saw that too and I, I saw, saw he had a good, good matchup, matchup. Um, the, the Tampa, Tampa Bay' was, they didn't was, like
0: Traquan Smith
1: the bucks were terrible against the slot last mm-hmm. year um and Karen Meredith had, had a bunch of snaps, snaps this preseason. Season. And I don't think he – did he get a catch? I don't think he had a catch. He The last – or the third game, he actually did
0: very well. I think he had like 60 yards or something. Really? I'll, I'll double-check on that while you
1: move on to Sure, the next. sure. I'm moving on to my uh, my other league where I'm trying to pick up on Smith right now, actually. I'm kidding. All right, so uh, – <laughs> I just want to keep moving on. So uh, guys that were would be more of desperate starts this week, um, we're going to kind of move through these kind of quickly because yeah. – we're, we we've already talked a lot. Oh, just an update on that. Yeah, sure.
0: On the fourth preseason game, he had two catches for seventy-two yards and a touchdown. Fourth.
1: So that fourth. means not with the starters. That's n- him playing in the fourth preseason game is not a good Tra- sign.
0: Traquan also had four for forty-two. That's he just okay. the Same number of targets, but still the fourth preseason game.
1: Well, Cameron Meredith, as the projective slot wide receiver, mm-hmm. playing in the fourth preseason game is not a good sign. Exactly. I, I didn't know he he played that game. Yeah. I think it was the first first week he was healthy. No, no, he was playing. He was playing? Yep. He played with the first team. He did. But he didn't see any targets. I don't think he – I don't know if saw signed. i I, got to look that up. But he did not look good in the preseason. I'll say that. Um, Okay, so Josh Gordon. um, How do you feel about that situation in Cleveland? I I just – I think Jarvis Landry is the go-to guy right now. Until Gordon and, you know, whoever the QB ends up being can gain some rapport – uh, but this Pittsburgh secondary isn't so bad. They got Joe Hayden, Artie Burns, mm-hmm. Mike Hilton. They just drafted a first round safety. Yeah, he so should not have the, gone on the first round. They're, they're not the worst at corner. Uh, I mean, it's not the worst cast at corner. So like they started out the well the year well last year too. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers secondary did, uh, and then they kind of got banged up here and there. But I, I don't know. Uh, and plus, we got an alert today saying that Josh Gordon might be on a snap count. And so, we, there's
0: also another alert saying that Antonio Callaway is going to start on the outside.
1: Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to start. start. Like, like, like uh, yeah, yeah, so, so Josh Gordon is not going to start the game. Uh, he will come in later, and we don't know when that's going to be. be. So he's a little risky this I think week. it's going to be um, last
0: year. The reason they're holding him back is because of his uh, conditioning. They want to make sure that he's healthy, and they don't want to you know, rush him into playing a game when he hasn't been used to practicing and stuff like that for a little bit. So... Last year, when he actually came off the suspension, the first game he played, I mean, he was involved, even though the coach had said that they don't really want to give him the ball too much. They don't want to do too much with Josh Gordon. So,
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can start him, but it's obviously risky because you don't know how much of the game he's going to play. Exactly. Um, uh, another guy, he's a desperate start, but I think he's a pretty good start, Danny Amendola. Um, yes. Logan Ryan He's He's a a good good nickel corner, but the the Titans, they play play a lot of zone. Um, They They gave up the six most fantasy points of slot wide receivers last last season. Now, they they did did make a change at defensive coordinator – uh, Dan Pease came over. He used to be uh, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also likes to play a lot of zone with four-man rushes, a little conservative. Um, but we'll see what Mike Vrabel wants to do. Um, we, you know, we're we're going to see that change a little bit. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think you know, Kenny Stills is going to see a lot of Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler. So not as high on him this week. Although he should still see the targets with Devontae Parker. I, I want to see
0: Malcolm Butler and Danny Amendola.
1: <laughs> two, te- yeah. two
2: teammates.
0: I
1: know, I know, right? But
0: um, – <laughs> There's been a lot of good news around Danny Amendola in the slot. Yeah. Um, He was competing with Albert Wilson, and a lot of people thought it was going to be a toss-up. But 32, 33-year-old Danny Amendola is still kicking in. He's still doing great in the slot. We saw him score a touchdown in one of the preseason games. Uh, Apparently,
1: Tannehill really likes uh, targeting him, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Danny Amendola is a good sign, especially with Devontae Parker out this week as well.
1: Exactly. 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 So, So, uh, D.D. Westbrook Westbrook is another guy I want to highlight. Mm -hmm. uh, Dominique Rodgers-Camardi. He, he went, went to the Raiders, Raiders so he's uh, So, so he you don't need to be worried about uh, the starting slow Yes, yeah. he was against the Giants anymore. I mean, last year the Giants were a complete shit show on defense, and I think it was more of a coaching thing than anything else. Um, the defense was a hot mess. I, I think Janoris Jenkins will have a much better year, but he's on the outside. Um, Blake Bortles, surprisingly, has been one of the best quarterbacks over the last 10 years. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I said that well, right. Blake Bortles <laughs> has, has been one of the best quarterbacks over the last 10 years period. in passer rating, period, when he targets the slot. So, you know, Didi is their projected slot receiver, um, and I think he can come up with five to seven catches. Because he doesn't catches. have to throw as far down the field. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's the easier throw. Uh, come up with five to seven catches in this game. Uh, and he can come away with a little bit of a nice return in PPR leagues. We don't know exactly how the YR receiver formation will shape out uh, after Marquise Lee's injury, but I think that's how it's going to look with 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 Westbrook and Moncrie from the outside and and Didi in the middle. But it looks like um, it looks like that's how it's going to roll. But I think I, I kind of like Didi this week as somebody who the Jaguars might feature. Good a desperation play. I agree. Um, Tyler Lockett, another guy. Uh, Chris Harris on Baldwin. win. Aqib Tlaib is gone, so he's not going to be on the outside. Uh, Paul Richardson's gone. Jimmy Graham's gone. Well, okay, I'm talking about different teams here. Okay, so Aqib Tlaib is gone from the Broncos, so he's not going to be guarding the outside for them anymore. Paul Richardson and Jimmy Graham are gone from the Seahawks, so you don't have to worry about – there's a lot of targets available. So Lockett can see some real opportunity not only this game, but throughout the season. Likely playing from a –
0: Positive game script for them as well. It's I mean, very it's true. going to be a passing game script. Russell Wilson is going to continue to pass the ball. You can't can't really run against that Not Denver defense. We saw last year they had, like, Ezekiel Elliott had trouble against that. Yeah. It, like, it seems like every week whoever Nine played Denver. Nine carries for yards or something. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So definitely a passing situation. Exactly.
1: Uh, another desperation guy, and this is more, you know, kind of looking at what these matchups are going to look like. Uh, Aj. Bu- so the way Jaguars defend, A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey, they stick to the outside. They usually just cover one side of the field. They don't shadow. Jalen Ramsey sometimes shadows. He might shadow OBJ this week. But either way, that's going to leave Sterling Shepard with the best matchup for the Giants out of the slot. Aaron Colvin is gone. He was great in the nickel for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So Shepard can see some extra targets if Eli doesn't want to test those guys on the outside too much. Um, it's just a matter of higher percentage throws. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, John, John Ross moving on. on. Um, so so he's, he's a big flyer. He's like a flyer, right? Yeah. You're for that you one target for, for that big bomb touchdown. You traded
0: your whole team away. Right. You need to pick up someone off waivers to yeah. have a big game. John Ross is sitting there. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And the
1: difference between this year and last year is that John Ross is starting this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot of questions that say, John Ross sucked last year. That's because he didn't play. Um, he was a bunch also of games. He was inactive. He was injured. It was a mess. And all on top, top of that, Marvin Lewis doesn't like rookies. So and I know yeah. we all
0: saw that play in preseason. Where he oh yeah, they cut sick right, play. Juked out two defenders. Dude, that was bananas. That's what we wanted to see last. And,
1: and he's a little stockier. He's a little bigger. Like when he, when he came to the league, league was he was kind of skinny. Yeah. yeah, he's looking like more like a, no, a like an actual ax, he's a built like a receiver. receiver. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, so you so got AJ Green on one side. Uh, these Colts corners. I I saw a tweet that none of them ran more than like faster than a four or five. 40-time, so they're, they're slow. Uh, Ross can easily get behind these guys. Red Rocket chucks it over the top. And, you know, this is gonna be, Asia Green's going to command a lot of attention. Um, so Ross is going to have an easier job uh, than a lot of these speedsters. On top of that, the Colts, they installed some new turf. And that can benefit wow. Ross is, as well. This is how in-depth we get. We talk about the field. We talk about the weather. We're bringing the turf into the analysis here this week. Uh, but, you uh, I mean, this is probably an advantage for T.Y. Hilton, too. Right, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, there's going to be an advantage for Ross as well. The indoors on the turf, Ross can catch a long one this week. I like that. I like, I like the <laughs> turf talk. Uh, Cole Beasley is a guy that is super deep, right? But if you're in a PPR league. Uh, he's someone to consider, I think. Dak's favorite target. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been talking <laughs> him up this offseason, right? But So Captain Munderland, he's starting in the slot once again for the Panthers. The Panthers were pretty bad against the slot. I think the entire secondary last year was really really fell off towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a deep PPR league, uh, you know, he was talked about by Prescott. Uh, who, who do you like in that, wire, that Cowboys wide receiver core? I mean, are you just trying to stay away? I know Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup are other guys who have decent matchups as well. That That entire secondary secondary as a whole last year, year, Mm -hmm. they gave up a a ton of fantasy fantasy points to wide receivers. Yeah. And that would make us kind of think,
0: like, if this is a game for the Cowboys wide receivers to show up,
1: then it's against the Panthers. Right. Um, And, 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 and like, I I think think we'll see whether Michael Gallup starts on the outside. outside. I I think he will. Uh, But it's possible that, you know, a guy like Terrence Williams makes a start over him opposite Alan Hearns. I don't know. Allen Hurns is definitely going to be, be there on the, the field uh, to start the game, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be Gallup and Allen Hurns on the outside. The
0: one guy the uh, the Panthers actually got is a guy named Dante Jackson. Yep, he's a really fast corner. He's yeah. played great. He's actually built his way up to a starting position, so um, he he's still obviously a rookie. Right. So there's you can take advantage of that, but I don't think he should be overlooked. You know, okay. he, he's he's a good corner, and he's proved that over the few games that he's played i don't have okay. the exact stats okay him, <laughs> good, good to know um the other thing i want
1: to talk about was mike williams um yes. the chief secondary is they don't have a very very oh, they don't have a secondary. they don't have him. oh okay. no they just so that makes it easier yeah um i, I definitely <laughs> like him as a flyer especially in standard leagues this week he's going to be used as a touchdown weapon Let's just hope Antonio Gates doesn't ruin those hopes. But I, I still think, you know, Williams is still their first-round guy from last year. Um, they're going to give him his, his chance and his targets. And I, I can't see Gates taking too much away from him. Gates
0: is just he's just big. That's what he is. Gates just a big guy. So I feel like he can you get, clog up the middle. Too yeah, so yeah. We've, we've, seen, uh, we've seen videos of practice where Mike Williams is running up the side and he makes this insane catch over the defender um we haven't seen gates do that in a wow. while so i think once you get into the red zone territory that's when gate uh gates really comes into fruition because that's where he's best right. he's just a tall he he knows how to catch the ball he's smart you know as old as i get he's still smart so but down the field there is no secondary for the chiefs you do have to worry about keenan allen um not sure if they have listed Tyree
1: Tyrell Williams or Mike Williams as a starting outside. I think it's going to be. I think on the outside starting is probably Tyrell and, and Travis Benjamin, mm-hmm. uh, with Mike Williams rotating in. Okay. Uh, as of right now, but I can see that changing. Uh, you know, with Travis Benjamin being Travis Benjamin has always been that rotational player. Yeah. Um. So you know, I can see him rotating in with Mike Williams.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think this is a situation where it's like the matchup is just too good to ignore. And exactly. Exactly. Why not take a flyer on someone when you know Phillip Rivers is going to have a good game?
1: Exactly. Right? So why not take a flyer? By the, By the way, way, whoever's play playing the Chiefs, Chiefs, you want to start them. 100%. Yeah, quarterback-wise, wide receiver-wise. 100%. Um, okay, a few guys that we need to temper our expectations on. We touched on uh, Doug Baldwin already, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll save you on that. Emmanuel Sanders is a guy I liked all offseason. Uh, it seems like him and Case Kingdom have a connection. I'm personally still starting him this week. Um, And Keenum, because Keenum has targeted the slot more than any other quarterback last season. That's where Sanders will run a majority of his routes. We saw the connection in the preseason as well. He's going to see Justin Coleman in the slot this week, and he's really a guy who's on the come-up in the nickel. Um, He's looked good last year in this preseason. I'm not benching Sanders since the targets will be there, but don't be surprised if he doesn't have a huge game like you want him to. You know, The first week, he's been hyped so much. Um, I think he's capable with a better matchup, but I'm, I'm less worried about um, the outside, outside. I, I think DT, DT can, can have a good game. game. Um, we'll, we'll see what Courtland, Courtland, Sutton, Courtland Sutton, Sutton can do, uh, uh, but I, I think um, you know the, 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 the slot, slot is kind of where um, the, 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 the Broncos, Broncos might have a little, little bit of trouble. But, but I, I, I think Sanders should, should be fine. fine. I'm not mentioning him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Sanders definitely has a better matchup. I think more of the temper expectations comes from last year, right? Right, like he wasn't very productive last year. He didn't see the ball as much as we'd like to. As much as we're used to him seeing. So um, that that's where a lot of temper, ex- tempering expectations yeah, come from. Right,
1: right, it's exactly. hard for me to say no, that. No, I get it. No, of course. I mean, he, he, was, he was in a high ankle spring last year, too. Which yes. It's tough to, tough to come back from. For sure. Um, and he played, played through it, which is kind of crazy. I mean, usually people just sit out. Alshon um, Jeffery played through a torn rotator cuff he did he,
2: he did, did.
1: Well, well his torn rotator cuff is in his shoulder not in his legs oh yeah so. <laughs> catching the ball <laughs> no, no I know and, and he, made he made some tough catches uh, with that, that torn rotator
0: yeah he had 47.5 catch rate that's crazy that's pretty bad yeah
1: so that's pretty Um Tyreek Hill and you can temper you know all you want on Tyreek Hill but he's gonna score on anyone it doesn't even matter yeah I mean this, this week, obviously, the Chargers' secondary is legit. Jeff, Trevor Williams, Desmond King, King Casey Howard. You, you know, know, Jason Verrett's, you know, he's on agent reserve with that Achilles injury. But Casey Howard, I, I think, was
0: dealing with an injury as well.
1: Oh, really? I, I just wouldn't be surprised if Hill doesn't have a huge blow up week in week one. It's going to happen. We know he's boom bust. He might be a little bit more boom than bust this year. Uh, but this, this is one of those weeks that if he doesn't have a big week, you kind of understand. Why. I think my favorite thing about Tyreek Hill right now is
0: that um, I I personally was on the board that he was being overvalued early on because of the fact that you had Sammy Watkins coming in, you have a new quarterback, you don't know who that favorite target is going to be, but it really is just as simple as it sounds. Tyreek Hill's a fast guy, and Patrick Mahomes has a huge arm, and we saw Patrick Mahomes in his infamous preseason 65-yard throw in the air. And the funniest part about that play is before Tyreek Hill catches the ball, not only is he five steps in front of any defender, but he actually has to hesitate for a second and wait for the ball to come to him, and he still takes off and has that time. So I I thought that was hilarious that he just had that much room in front of the defenders. And it could be a really, really good pairing. No one's as fast as Tyreek Hill on defense. You have to have an extra safety waiting in the back. If you really want to stop him, you have to you have to play zone if you want to stop Tyreek Hill. If you have deep to, zone, deep zone. If you have man on man, you're not getting anywhere with him. So we might see the Chargers try and do that with Casey Hayward,
1: but and even even with all the attention on Hill, I, I still don't want to start uh, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I was a believer in Sammy Watkins, but
1: he <laughs> hasn't got that connection. Yeah, with me, me too. When, when, when he, he first signed him, with them, mm-hmm. I, I said, hey, he has the ability to be the number one wide receiver, wide receiver on, this on this team. But, but you, you have to look at what's happening, and Mahomes just isn't targeting him. Yep. They, they are moving Watkins around. He's playing play play in the, play play the slot. Play he's playing play all over. Play but still, still you kind of have to see how he's being used. used and if it's not there, it's not there. Even if you like a guy, you got to admit that he's just not being used at the moment. Um Amari Cooper. Another guy we want to talk about—you probably are not benching him this week. Um, hopefully, he runs some routes out of the slot, which I heard that he has been doing a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, this off-season. Um, they have a key to leaving Marcus Peters in the outside, so uh, and then in the slot too, they have uh, Nikel Roby Coleman, who is also a pretty good yeah. nickel corner as well. So, not the best start for this entire Packers wide receiver. I'm sorry, this whole this Raiders wide receiver core. Uh, it's going to be tough now. We got Aqib Tlaib on the outside, who he's getting
0: older. He's, on, he's in that second cornerback position um, behind Marcus Peters. I'm assuming Marcus Peters is going to be shadowing the number one. I don't think so. so. I think they're
1: going to be staying on their respective side. sides. Like Marcus, like Marcus Peters, Peters last year with the Chiefs, Chiefs okay. too, he stayed on one side. He never, he never shadowed.
0: Now, what did Amari Cooper do to Marcus Peters last year?
1: He didn't do anything because he ran all those routes out of the slot. Really? Yeah. Oh. So see, that huge I didn't know blow up that. game on that Thursday night, uh-huh. he was running all those routes on the slot. And on top of that, and, and he was running on the opposite side, too. Mm-hmm. Crabtree was the guy on Marcus Peters. That's why he didn't get his first catch until that game winning touchdown.
0: See, I didn't know that. The so more that's you know.
1: A, that's the interesting thing about, about Marcus Peters is like with the Chiefs, if you could avoid him you'll be all right because he has a shadow. He plays yeah. the right side. Well, his left side, the right side of the, of the offense. And, and, and that's why whenever the Chiefs played uh, against the Raiders, Amari uh, Cooper was the one having the better game than Crabtree because Crabtree was locked on. You, you know Mark's
0: what's uh, the deciding factor for you know, Mario Cooper? What's that? What's the turf?
2: <laughs> what's the turf? What's <laughs> the turf? They got sand in the middle of the black hole field. It's true, man. That can't help him. That,
1: that doesn't help him. I
2: mean, I mean, he, he was
1: your number, number one, one receiver, man. man. you, you got to give him a real so, turf.
0: guys, next week um, we're going to be doing a turf review. We're just going to go to every single stadium, the new That's ones right. and the old we're ones. We're going to collect samples. Yep,
1: collect samples. <laughs> we're going to fly to Los Angeles to I thought That's was just meant. Sun. We're going to go to all the stadiums. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, the last the guy I want to talk about, I promise this podcast is almost over. over. I know That's you guys are struggling to listen to this right, 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 right now. But Marquise Goodwin. Um, he Even can potentially see a lot of Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. Um, he he might, might not shadow, but he'll see Goodwin a ton. He'll, he'll see, see some of Garcon too. But, you know, it's something, something to keep an know, eye on. You might, might not want, want to bench, bench him if you don't have that many depth options, depth depending depth on when you took him in your draft what your depth looks, looks like. like um, um, I know in a couple I'm of leagues, leagues I'm able to bench, bench him, so I am for other receivers, but it's because those receivers are going to get the same amount of volume he would have got anyway. So if I had to choose, I would sit him, but he's a guy that if you need to start They'll move him around enough that you'll be fine. That's what I was going to say. If you
0: can afford to sit him, I would. But if you're in a position where maybe he's your wide receiver too, you don't really have many other options, then he's someone you're still starting this week. But temper your expectations. Exactly.
1: Um, So a couple guys, I just want to name a couple guys who might be on your waiver wire right now that might do well week one. There might be hot names on the waiver wire uh, when you, you know, on Monday morning. Um, so guys, guys like Anthony Miller for the Bears, for the Bears. They're, they're in a negative game script all game. He might get you know, seven, eight catches and or something like that out of the slot. You just never know.
0: And before we continue with that, sure. uh, something like I brought up earlier is a lot of times early on teams aren't prepared for players they haven't seen before. Last year Kenny Galladay, Tariq Cohen. So a lot of these players you're going to hear are rookies or guys that are on new teams and the main reason for that is because they're just not prepared for them yet, and that can cause them to have success early on. So, that's exactly right.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right, and, and and that's the kind of thing you want to you want to look out for. You know, sometimes, sometimes what I like to do on these Thursday night games, for example, um,
0: just got to update. Okay. Jalen Ramsey was limited.
1: Should be fine, but
0: interesting. Okay. Interesting. You, you You're starting OBJ either way, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> never a question.
1: But. Without yeah. Jalen Ramsey, you like him better. Hey, you like him a lot more. You go into, you go into your Sunday with a little bit more pep in your step. Yeah. yeah. If Jalen Ramsey is a little bit better. Um, <laughs> back. <laughs> um, uh, but, but, yeah, so what yeah. I, so I like, like, nine like nine to do sometimes is on these Thursday night games, if I have an extra bench spot, nine spot nine nine that's kind of dispensable, I like to maybe pick up a guy from the game, maybe a backup running back, maybe a guy like – yeah, sure. Maybe a guy like Corey Clement. If, if he's sitting, sitting out there, there maybe, you know, you, know, know, you know, want to pick up a guy like him just in case Jay ends up going down. You know, you just never know. Uh, um, so so that's, those that's those are the kind, kind of guys, guys that I like that to aim for just in case happens to really be an injury and you don't, don't, don't have to go chasing on right. the waiver wire. So, so other guys, John Ross, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, Geronimo Allison, Ryan Grant, James Washington, Tyler Lockett. These are guys who are on your waiver wire potentially right now and guys might be racing – to the waiver wire after this week is over to get these guys so just if you have an idea of how the of what these guys look like what this list might look like beforehand if you have an empty bench spot you know you might want to consider adding them now just in case they blow up uh you know over the weekend and you can pick them up uh and you don't have to race for them on the waiver wire um anything anything you want to add joey
0: no i i like a lot of what you said uh a lot of players I liked. I'm trying to think of someone who might, might come to fruition. I think maybe Quincy Inouye. Quincy, Quincy
1: Inouye, yeah. Isn't I that mean, interesting? I mean, we got Robbie Anderson on the
0: outside. Yeah, and he's going
1: to be shadowed this week by Darius He's going to be
0: shadowed, shadowed. So they're going to have to move the ball down the field some way. Quincy Inouye is healthy now. He's likely not on anybody's teams.
1: Do you, do you rather have Inouye than Terrell Pryor? He's,
0: He's starting, starting the outside, outside. too. Mm. That's a close one. I, Quincy's, Quincy's in, the in the slot. slot. We, we don't know what prior right. we're getting. Right. You know, we don't know if we're getting Browns two thousand and sixteen prior, or we don't know if we're getting Washington Redskins <laughs> right. twenty seventeen
1: prior. Right. So I feel like, I feel like Kurt, Kurt Cousins, Cousins like, like he'll only throw, throw you the ball if like, like you are prepared and you're ready. ready. Yes. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he did the same thing <laughs> with Josh Doxson. He's just like, like, listen, Josh, you're just, just not ready to be NFL, NFL receiver, So I'm not like going to throw you the ball. ball. Yeah. Same, Same thing with Tauro Prior. but, but other teams, teams might not have as ball much ball. of a problem. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, guys. So, uh, that's going to wrap up it up for this week. week. Uh, exciting uh, week, week one podcast. podcast. We're going to try, try to make this podcast a little bit shorter next week. So you don't have to sit through more than an hour. Uh, but this was a great, I think we had a great time. it' This was pretty fun. Um, you know, so we're going to continue to do this, uh, me and Joey. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, Keep an eye out for those turf reviews next week. (laughs) You You can can check us both out on Instagram Instagram, at Upperhand Fantasy, at Fantasy fantasy Football Analysts There's a dot between each each of those words. words. Yes. Um, You You can go to the website, website, upperhandfantasy.com. I'll have all this stuff in article form on Friday. Um, and, and, yeah, enjoy the game tonight. tonight. I'm super pumped. I'm I'm pumped. Only in a couple of hours. We've got, like, five hours left. I can't um, wait, dude. Like, seriously, this is, like, like real my I need like going through my veins football.
2: Right now. <laughs> <laughs> football needs to come back. All right, guys. So have a good one. Thanks for listening. See you guys that. later.